Welcome to another episode of Bleachers and Boards, brought to you by the Hoop Heads Podcast. I'm Marlon Guild, and along with my co-host Matt Collier, we'll analyze everything from hoops to hip-hop. Check us out. Hoop Heads Nation, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Bleachers and Boards with Matt Collier and Marlon Guild. Be sure to check out these other basketball pods on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, including Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com Podcast, the Players Court, and our team-focused NBA pods, Cavaliers Central, the 305 Culture Miami Heat Podcast, Grizz and Grind, and Nuck If You Buck. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoop Heads Podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Welcome to another episode of Bleachers and Boards, brought to you by the Hoop Heads Podcast. I'm Marlon Guild, and I got my guy, Matt Collier, with me, as always. Matt, what is going on, my man? Nothing much, man. Another another episode. Excited to uh, have another guest on and uh, looking forward to this one. This should be fun. No doubt about it, man. And, you know, I was getting a couple DMs, a couple text messages, phone calls talking about we kept everything northeast, east coast. <laughs> so you were getting... Yeah, they're accusing us of being biased. Yeah. So, you know, we went down south a little bit, man, and, and got us a guy from... Carolinas, uh, absolutely, Coach absolutely. Ronnie Hamilton from Ole Miss. Ryan, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, guys, man? And, and so glad to be on here with you guys. Uh, I've seen what y'all been doing with with the podcast, and uh, it, it's 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 a pleasure to be on. And like you said earlier, uh, man, if I can bring some South flavor to this, man, it's probably nobody else better than because I'm okay. from North Carolina. But I've lived pretty much in every state in the South, from Texas through back home to Carolina. So Texas, Louisiana, lived in Tennessee, obviously in Mississippi, uh, lived in South Carolina. So you're truly, truly getting some South in here, man. So uh, hope, hope, hope we, uh, hope. I'm looking forward to it, man. And just, just a pleasure to be on with you guys. Not, not, not a problem, man. I think this is gonna be good for one reason. I know we're gonna get to that basketball talk in a few, but, you know, being in the South, I know you're good on that grill. My guy, Matt Collie, thinks he's good on that grill. So we're going to have a chance to talk about that. And I think we just jump right into it, Matt, because you came to me and said, hey, he said he was good on the grill. I might have something for him. So, you know, summer's winding down. we got a couple more days left, another week or so left before summer's officially over. Uh, so everybody had their grill out. Let's let's take it a little, take a little different approach today. Uh, we ain't gonna really talk about hip hop. We're gonna talk about the grill. We got Ronnie on here from the south. He gets down on his grill. Matt, you are here in Queens, New York. You get down on your grill. So I just want y'all to battle it out before we go. <laughs> hey, hey, it's that like a cook-off to me, nah, you know? Socially <laughs> distant cook-off. Nah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, I mean, obviously, North Carolina, you know, the South, they have, you know, the reputation of, uh, you know, that like like we talk about when uh, when it comes to music, the South has something to say when it comes to, to hip-hop, you know, because obviously Northeast has a reputation of being that place for that, but... You know, the South has a barbecue, but the North has something to say about that. So, you know, I'll defer to to, to Coach Hamilton, uh, you know, and, and he can talk about uh, his, um, you know, his love for the, uh, you know, for the art of, uh, of grilling and barbecuing and cooking outside and, and what he likes to do. And, uh, you know, I'll take some pointers and maybe throw some things in that, uh, you know, I've learned, especially during this pandemic. I'm an experiment in a little bit. So, you know, so I'd love to hear what, uh, you know, what, you know, what you do from the, you uh, I don't know if it's the birthplace, but uh, definitely one of the hot spots for uh, you know that good barbecue. So I'd love to hear what you, you know, what you what you're doing down there. Yeah, no doubt. You know, man. I, I, I've probably hold on one second, Ronnie. Now, Matt's being nice because before you got on here, that is not 
what he was. <laughs> give it up, you give it up too much of the background, man. We're trying to do, you know. <laughs> I, I say that to say this, like. I want Ron. You gotta come out with your stuff early because yeah. that's being nice and trying to set you up to show you that he can really get down on this grill, man. So you got you got to come with, with it early, man. Like yeah. don't don't lay back. <laughs> Matt's one of these guys. You know, you've heard him on the past episodes, man. It, he likes to start some stuff, man. So I'm a counter puncher. Yeah, see, see <laughs> that's gonna take me right into the next next part of it. But it, I look, I give Marlon credit, man, because he I, that's like a great pregame talk, man, in the locker room. Because he told me what the scouting report is, so he told me from the, <laughs> I got to come with it. I got to come with a full court press. But no, man, you know, grilling ha- has been for me, and really and truly, you know, my family was was a family of 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 of, of, of a dad and then uncles who all grilled. So I watched at a very young young age those guys, and and truth be told, didn't really participate as much. I just I just partake in the food, but it was always something that we did as, as a family. Obviously, holidays, and as you mentioned, North Carolina, man, you know we brag on our barbecue and things of that nature. And so, uh, as I've gotten older, uh, one of my hobbies is kind of like a even a, you know, something just in the downtime of of of, of the busyness of coaching. Uh, and then, like you said earlier, the pandemic for me, and I've done it for years and years and years, practice at it. Like you said, I've burnt a lot of things, man, just through practice, trial by error. Uh, but 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 I love a good barbecue, man. But in the pandemic, you know, we had more time than ever. So, uh, you know, that's that's what I've been doing every weekend, whether it be a Saturday or Sunday. And so uh, taking it back even, you know, I saw my uncles, my dad grill a bunch. And then uh, as I got older, like I said, I got into it. And so I, I lived in North Carolina. And then, I, like I said, I lived in a lot of states in the South. So now kind of every state in different parts of the South have their own, like you said, they can speak on barbecue. And one of the first places I moved to was Texas. And so, again, another place where grilling and barbecuing, man, you know, they, they, would, they would all say that they, they, they have the best uh, around. Um, and, and so when I was there, I saw a lot of different ways and, and one of the things I had never eaten before, I'll be honest with you, I never had brisket. I didn't know what brisket was. And so we live in a little small, little, uh, I live in a small you know, college town in, in Stephenville, Texas, like cowboy capital of, <laughs> of the world. And they had this place, and I can remember it vividly, called Heartache Barbecue. You would pull up to the drive, and you, would, you, know, you wouldn't go into the restaurant first to order you'd go through a line where it's a big old smoker and barbecue and you just pick it off the deal so this just threw me for a loop man i was like man i never seen that it's the coolest thing ever so it kind of spurred a love for it um you know from there and so i started trying to figure out you know started off obviously just simple man burgers and dogs you know hot dogs and then it grew where you know grilled chicken and then what happened was we got to to uh, actually to, to Oxford here in Ole Miss and my wife, man, she bought me this big smoker. I mean, one of these electronic smokers. And so now from the last, you know, five, six years, you know, smoking brisket, smoking ribs. Matter of fact, uh, my dad came in town uh, Labor Day weekend, man. We put about two big slabs of ribs on there. And, uh, man, we had a big old cookout and, and look, had a kind of a, a, a did a seafood boil on on my grill because I got both. I got I got the I got the I got the gas and I got the charcoal. So depending mm-hmm. upon what I want to do, if I want to do steak, I'm on my charcoal. So man, you know, that's like I said, that's that's my that's my kind of my 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 downtime, my my you know, just away from basketball. I can get out there and, and nothing like that smell, put on some good music and uh man, go to work. So, you know, again, we may have to do it so distance social distancing, but we, we we may have to have a cook off, man, or I have to invite you guys down to the south so y'all can really partake. In some good southern hospitality, man, on that grill. Say no more. Now, yeah. before you answer, because I, I know you was writing down notes on how to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even gave him the, the, the. I hadn't even gave him the, the key. Well, I, had I some, just gave I him know, the backdrop. I, I had some follow up questions, but go ahead. Go ahead. No, but but I'm gonna tell you where he got me. He said the smoker. Mm-hmm. We don't have smokers in New York. I don't uh, think, but I, I know you got something better. So not, no, 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 no. Oh, wow. So, no, so, 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 Coach, what is, uh, so what is your, well, you're not going to tell me what your techniques are. That's, that's, you know, every, every grill master, <laughs> they don't, they don't give up their secrets. So I won't go there. Yeah. But what is your, like, what is your go to as far as like, 
okay, if I'm if I'm getting ready to throw down, this is like, you know, I feel like every guy that's bar, you know, you, you might be cooking this, you might be cooking this, but when I bring this out and I set it out, this is this is what, the, what this is what it is. This is my favorite thing to put on the grill. So what is that for you? No doubt. That's good, man. Good question. You know, I would say, man, like brisket. You okay. know, I, I'm a big, 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 big brisket guy. Now it takes a lot of time. You're gonna mm-hmm. sit there, you're gonna have to smoke 10, 12 hours. So you mm-hmm. gotta have some patience, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but man, if I if I'm having people over if we watching Game Seven tonight, Nuggets Clippers, and I got a group of people over, we watch the Super Bowl. I'm I'm, I'm smoking a, a brisket, and then I'm gonna do a few things on the side just yep. just, just just to mix it up with you. I may mm-hmm. grill you some watermelon. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I may grill you some romaine lettuce. You know, so I've got to a point where man, I can put fire on anything. And again, you know, the pandemic has helped me because I've been able to practice. I tell our guys, man, you got to get in the gym. So I've been mm-hmm. in the gym on that grill, on that grill, affecting yeah. my skills, man. So. Uh, but no, nah, I would say a, a really good brisket. And then obviously my wife, man, she loves, you know, I do a different thing with some burgers. It's a little different. And uh, man, some steak. So, man, I, I, I'm just a big, you know, I, I love I love that 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 sound of, a, of, of that, 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 that grill just, mm-hmm. you know, bristling with that meat. And uh, but, you know, again, man, it, it's, it's something really just relaxing for me, you know, and so. Uh, I, I, I've just, I just, I just kind of fell in love with, with the art of cooking and the art of getting outside and putting that fire on some, some, some food, and, mm-hmm. and then seeing the smile and seeing people say, you know what, man, that's a heck of a meal, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's the greatest satisfaction of any cook. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my deal, man. Okay. All right. And how you coming back to that? Can you? Um, I, I'm with so. I, I think you can do it. I'm with you. No, 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 no. This is coaches, you know, he's, he's, like I said, I've never, I've spent some time in Texas. I've spent some time, obviously, in North Carolina, but <clears throat> I haven't lived there. Um, so I kind of try to do my own thing. Um, and one of the things that I've been experimenting a lot with is um, I'm not grilling anymore. I'm going, I'm going caveman style, straight in the, straight in the fire. And uh, I've been, uh, the big thing is like, um, that I well not the big thing, but what I try to do is now is I moved away from charcoal. I don't I refuse to to uh, to I don't even know what a gas grill is. I don't I don't do that. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. But what I've been moving more towards is um, is uh, experimenting with different types of wood. So uh, I haven't so I haven't bought charcoal in. For a long time, I've just been buying just straight, uh, straight different, uh, different types of wood, uh, hickory, cherry, different things like that. My personal favorite is orange wood, but it's hard to find. And what I do is I just I don't even grill anymore. So I take the barbecue, take the grill out and I have the wood, uh, the logs. And then I just lay the logs down, light them. Let them get ashed over, just like you would charcoal. And then once the fire dump uh, dies down a little bit, I actually cook straight on straight on the wood. Wow, that's big straight, time. Straight on the wood. So yeah. and you know so and to go with what you said, I experiment with other stuff too. So you know I do the burgers, the dogs, the chicken. Yeah. Uh, my personal favorite is uh is steak. I'll do. You know, I'll, I'll get. You know that's my go to when it's like all right. You can start off with the burgers and the dogs, get those out for everybody. But then when yep. the steaks come, that's you know, yes, that's 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 the real deal. That's right? the real deal. But that's the real deal. Yeah. Um, but I also experiments with some other stuff. Um, I'll use a, a big thing that my wife loves it too is um, spinach. So sauteed spinach in a skillet, put it right on right on the fire, cover it up, let the smoke get into it. So we'll do sauteed spinach on the grill. Um, Watermelon is a good one, but uh, I, I uh, again, I'm a uh, orange is my favorite flavor for everything. That's why I like orange wood and everything. So I found a recipe for uh, actually grilled oranges uh, that I've messed around with um, that comes out pretty good. So you know, I try some different things, but that's been my new thing is trying to. It's now grilling straight on the wood is not easy because it gets the, the the temperature gets really cold. The temperature, yeah, it's harder to control. It's harder to control and you really have to pay attention to it. You can't leave it on too long. But and I can't say that I perfected it where I know every time exactly. OK, if I do X, Y, Z for me, it's just it's all by feel. Right. But yeah. when you get it right, 
Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that look. I know that look. You get it right, and it's yeah. off. If you get it right, yeah. it's, it's, it, it's serious. So, you know, that's my, you know, that's what I've been in a whole pandemic. That's what I was working on on weekends. Like Coach said, you know, get out there and just, you know, mess around, burn some stuff up, mess some stuff up. <laughs> Yeah. Falls over into the fire, can't get it back, you know. So you know, but you know, you know. So and I still haven't perfected it yet, but uh, it's been it's been fun trying to trying to figure it out. And the family likes it, and I've done it for my extended family before. So so that's my thing is the uh, that I've been messing around with. You still haven't answered the question though. Who's is better? Who's is better? I, I mean, that's that you know that that would be up to the uh, the taste testers. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you I'm, I'm gonna make this deal, right? So I'm supposed to be in New York City this weekend. Okay. I, I think you should throw something on the grill. That's fine. We, we can talk playoffs, mm-hmm. and, and I will be the judge. And then, Ronnie, I'm gonna say this: not a lot of people know this. Hopefully, we have a chance to play each other like we're supposed to. That's on mm-hmm. the schedule. Okay. Hopefully, Ryder flies into Memphis early, and then we drive over. To Ole Miss, and then I'll try Ronnie stuff on the grill. That's hey, fair. Man, I'll get back to you. That's and, fair. We'll make it, we'll, and look, we'll make it even. And, I, and I'll say this with Matthew: like I can tell he he he's a griller. I mean, I know <laughs> he don't grill, but I can tell he knows yeah, what he's yeah, talking about with, with the fire. Yes. You know, you can tell a guy when he he ain't just he ain't just you know, for lack of words, better, blowing smoke up our no, 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 no. So I can tell that he he, he knows what he's talking about. So mm-hmm. we'll make it even easier. And I love steak as well. So we'll just call it simple: spade a spade. You'll throw a steak on for Marlon when he gets to Oxford. I'm gonna throw a steak on. Go and hey, we'll come back and resume, and, and we'll, we'll we'll determine. I'm with it. it. So I'm with it. I'm with, with it. That. That's 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 a go. Listen, That'll be fun. Listen, yeah. we're hearing it here first, <laughs> Judge. Uh, I will. New York versus North Carolina cook-off. Yeah, there we go. That, that, that's what we're going to call it. So now, Ronnie, one last thing, man, before we get into this uh, basketball talk. You know, you spoke about some good music that you like to have when you're grilling. What, what is, who are some artists that, that you listen to that get you ready to, to cook? And, and if it's somebody we might not even know, you know, tell the people. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one, man. So, uh, you know, and I probably should have said this before. So my, my wife is Samoan, right? And so when you start talking about just cooking it right under the wood, that's what they do back. And she, mm-hmm. she was born and raised in American Samoa. So the Polynesians, wow, okay. man, they cook. They cook under, you know, under, under. they make, you know, mm-hmm. actual grills underneath. Uh, they'll cook a whole, you know, whole hog that way, pig. Yep. Uh, and so on that note, uh, man, we listen to a lot of Samoan Polynesian music when it's okay. time to get in the grill. So you may not be familiar, as familiar with these guys, but like a guy like Fiji, uh, throw it on there. It's got that Bob Marley feel to it. It just kind of makes you feel like you're outside. So I'll do that. But I love, man, Anthony Hamilton. You know, that's mm. my guy. You know, same last, obviously, and he's from North Carolina. But, man, just that that classic R&B uh, man mm. that I love. Uh, you know, and if I want to go up up tempo a little bit more, then you know I'm a Drake fan. I can't I can't lie. You know I like I like Drake, uh, but 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 my preference would be some just some good R and B. Uh, I'm a big Jaquez fan. You know, so I'm, I'm versatile, man. You know, okay. uh, you know young 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 R and B guy. Mm-hmm. You know from, okay. from from New Orleans uh, from that way. So you know anything in that mood right there gets me gets me again just kind of in that mode where you know I'm relaxed, man. You know just you know, you're feeling good. Uh, that's kind of my, my forte, my, my go-to right there. Love it. Love it. Now, you mentioned Anthony Hamilton and, and Jacques. Uh, Anthony Hamilton actually got me through my sophomore year of college. And I'm kind of showing my age. <laughs> you know, I thought I could play the guitar like <laughs> thought I had me a Charlene, but clearly that, that wasn't the case because I'm here coaching now. And uh, you mentioned Jacquees, and, and Matt, I want you to talk on this as well, because Jacquees was in a lot of hot water recently for taking other people's songs and putting them out. And I'm not going to lie, his songs might have been better than some of the original artists that he was taking it from. W- what's your take on that? And, and Matt, I want to get your take on that as well, because th- 
Well, Roddy, what was his like? Didn't he have like a moniker that, that he goes under now? Or, or? he go to King of the South? I think it is now, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, King R and B. I think it is. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. So, but before Roddy chimes in, Matt, like, and for the listeners, y'all can't see Matt's face right now. <laughs> you have a lot to say, uh, but if you watch this on YouTube, you will have a chance to see his face. <laughs> but how do you feel about that, man? Uh, well, I'm not familiar, and um, so um, that just—I hey, don't, I don't, I don't. That just means he's not a fan. But go ahead. <laughs> I'm not familiar, um, so I'm going to defer to uh, to Coach uh, Hamilton on that and say that um, you know, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I, <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I got, I got nothing. I'm going to defer to Coach to Coach Hamilton on, on that one. That's his, that's his guy. So he he can he can speak on how he feels about him being the, the king of the South or the king of R and B. I mean, and, and that's a that's a hard you know title to live up to, you know. And I when, when on his recent album when he said that, I I I I, I kind of was taken aback a little bit because you got to really prove yourself in the game to to make that plain. But the thing I like about him, you know, when he first got on the scene, man, he had that old school kind of R and B vibe and feel. But he's a young guy, you know, and he still had that yeah that new you know that 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 that. Uh, more recent, you know, uh, feel as, as well. He kind of was a mixture of, of both. And so, you know, I think in that space where, you know, maybe a Usher and, and a Neo and, and a Trey Songz, Chris Brown, I don't know, this is him. I guess he, the way he feels, he think he didn't surpass them all. I, I don't know if that's the case or not, you know. I guess that's for, you know, others to decide. But I think he has a place up there, you know, with the, you know, the, with the recent, you know, R&B guys. But, uh, uh, he, you know, he he got a lot to prove before I get. I think you know everybody would make the claim that he's a king of of R and B right now. But he's on his way, man. I'm a big fan. Like I said, if I'm on my runs or just listening to music in my Pandora. He, he's the first one that 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 I'm hitting, man, because he, he he got some stuff to him now. This might be a first. Ronnie Hamilton might be the only Jacquees fan that I know. <laughs> this is big. This is big time. This is big time. Like. So I'll tell you what got me. You think he has a chance to get to the levels of uh, Usher and Chris Brown? Uh, let me move it back up. Now, I ain't saying he got a chance to get to the level. I'm saying I think he's in a discussion. He got to have more hits. You know, like he's a great okay. – what you said earlier, he's a great cover guy, and he got a great voice, man. I don't know if he can consistently put out hits to make that claim, but when you put him on – uh man, he got a vibe to him. Just, 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 you know, just, just smooth. He's smooth. I give him that. He's smooth, and and, and I can rock with him, man. He'll get me a nod in my head, okay. uh, you know. And so, man, he get, you know, you know, he 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 he's one of those more you hit on the button, he can get the mood right. You know what I'm saying? So he got a long way to go because Usher and, and and those guys and, and Chris Brown been doing it for a while and got multi, you know, platinum, you know. Type success crossover appeal, so That's a you know, it, it, it remains to be seen. He, he got he got a ways to go before he can you know hold true to that that claim. Now, I'm gonna throw this out to you. I thought the LMA remake that he did was better than LMA's, and I yes. know some people are gonna bash me for that, like they always do, and it's okay. I thought it was better. Yeah. So I kind of get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get your point, and. and you know, I know LMA was a little upset. Uh, I don't want her people to be mad at me uh, because I seem to get DMs every week. I'm getting mad about things that I say on here about my music preference, but controversial, man. I'm just giving, I'm just giving, I'm just giving my opinion the same way Ronnie gave his opinion. I thought uh, Jacquees did a better version of LMA's song than LMA did. It's just, just my thoughts. And once again, for the listeners, Matt's not agreeing with anything I'm saying, but what else? Is I'm, not, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I got nothing for you. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. I got you. I got you. <laughs> If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. 
We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit mypodcastmanager.com to get started. Let's get get into what what it is we came here, here for. So, you know, Ronnie, obviously, you know, a, a lot of people know your basketball travel uh, after playing football at Duke University and, and having a, a stint in, in the NFL. Uh, but, you know, you've been a guy that's been all over um, at, at different levels. And now you're at Ole Miss with uh, Coach Kermit Davis. And you, know, you guys do some good stuff. And just so we're clear, I've already – I'm not going to take anything from this. Uh, for our game, <laughs> scouting uh, Ole Miss. Um, but, you know, what, what are some things that, that you guys like to do at Ole Miss? And is it something that you brought with you from Middle Tennessee State? And how has it been effective going against teams? Yeah, you know, Coach um, obviously has had a lot of success. And I've been fortunate to work with him now going on seven years. And the thing that, uh, you know, he's been known for a few things. Um, and you, I'm sure familiar with us a little bit or people who've seen his teams play the 1-3-1 defense that we run is, is something that's a staple of, of his teams. It's a half-court uh, pressure, you know, 1-3-1 trapping zone that evolves into a 2-3 a half-court zone. It's, it's won us a lot of games. It's, it's one of those uh, defensive kind of concepts that, that's unique uh, in its own way, and, and you've got to prepare for it, you know, when you don't see it a whole lot. So that's, that's one thing, obviously, Coach has been known for. And offensively, you know, he, he's been really, really good at, um, and I think even ahead of the curve in terms of college basketball, tooting coaches on a little bit here, obviously, and I'm biased, but, you know, much in the way that the NBA has gone the last four or five years with just very skilled guys, one through five, not necessarily having positions, uh, playing guys that can all, you know, pass, dribble, and shoot. You know, we did that, you know, um, you know while we were at middle, and it served us well, helped us win a lot of games. You go back and we beat Michigan State in the tournament. You know, they were, you know, two seed and had, you know, Deontay Davis, seven-footer, had another 6'11 kid um, that played inside, two traditional posts. Obviously, had Denzel Valentine and had some really good wings. Um, but, but man, we had, you know, 6'3", 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", 6'8". And our, our, our guy who made the most threes on that team was our 6'8", you know, quote-unquote five-man. And they had a hard time guarding us. We made shots, obviously, but we moved them around. We picked and popped. We, you know, we, we we were able to, you know, utilize, you know, skill. And uh, it's been one of the things that's, that's made us, I think, hard to guard offensively. And we've tried to carry that over the Ole Miss. Um, you know, as you're building a program, you start to recruit to your system. And so we got more guys that can do that now, uh, you know, in our, our front court guys. So, you know, that's one thing that we've tried to do and be hard to guard and spread the floor, you know, play fast and transition, utilize, you know, a lot of ball screens and putting guys in, you know, situations defensively that you got to, you know, kind of pick your poison. And uh, we're going to continue to try to do that and do a better job of it, you know, as we go along here, you know, at Ole Miss. Got it, got it. Well, uh, uh, what is it you can give to our listeners and our viewers today? Uh, you know, I, I know you're excited to get on here and – show what it is you do. So the floor is yours, man. You know, this is a lot of our secondary, a few of our secondary actions that we run. Um, and we have a lot of success. You know, we talk about having a lot of success, as I mentioned, in those first 10 seconds of offense before the defense can really get set. This this particular set that we have or this particular uh, secondary option that we have, we call it five. Uh, and really here, uh, I have a five-man right in this area, kind of free throw line extended. We'll have our, our three and our two uh, uh, running the wings, uh, head on the rim in the deep corners. And obviously, this is our point guard who, who has the ball uh, uh, in the break. And then we always have our four-man uh, kind of in this, you know, free throw line, below free throw line, sometimes free throw line extended area right here as well. Uh, and in five, really, it always starts uh, and initiates by a five-man catching uh, and he can catch it either side, but a lot of times just, you know, kind of on that right wing. Uh, and then from there, uh, our one will come down and set a, a single screen on our four-man. 
uh, right here. And and then from there, he can do one or two things. He could either hard curl this this single screen, the four man can, or he can right undercut the elbow area. It was that right in the elbow area. And he's just trying to again all our cuts. And, and the one thing we we stress a lot is all our cuts are scoring threats. So there's always an option where. If he hard undercut and was open, the five-man can hit him. If he curled it and he was open, he can hit it. But he's trying to make this cut really to allow the point guard to get the ball back, and then we're going to sprint into a, a ball screen, a middle ball screen. And so here's a hard uh, curl, and then we're in a, a middle ball screen game. We want our point to catch it somewhere, what we call the middle third, somewhere between kind of like lane line uh, uh, and the, and the five-man is setting that ball screen you know, somewhere within the two, you know, the both lane line extended. We'd have our, our and this could be a two or a three uh, deep corner, and that four man, whoever he was, when he cuts, he's going to try to get to the corner and push this other wing up the free throw line extended. So we're kind of coming off this ball screen uh, with a two two guard, you know, side on the, on, on the ball side and, and, and a, a single guard on the weak side. And his rule is always to fill up right behind – uh, the, the, the screener, the, the, the guy in the ball screen. And he can do several different things within this. I mean, you know, and, and this is all things that we teach on a daily basis in terms of reading how you're being guarded, whether you're getting ice, whether you're going under, whether you're hard hedging, and then we just play from there. But the spacing of it and the ability to just sprint to a ball screen and make the defense have to play accordingly is, is something that's been really successful for us. So right here he slips, gets a drive, you know, he gets an angle to the basket, and he makes the shot. Same thing, five here. He hard undercuts it, uh, receives it back. Five man sprints it to a ball screen. This time, long roll. He hit the fill up guy, and we play from there. This is kind of the counter to it, right? So everything's the same. Wings are running free, uh, uh, deep corners, head on the rim. Uh, we we kind of had to get into it. You know, timing's off a little bit, but our five man is catching it. <clears throat> uh, free throw line extended. And then we have a lot of teams that sometimes will try to overplay the single screen. You know, like anything, guys are trying to, you know, hedge the screen and show on the screen. This one man, we call five cut, and we recognize this in the scouting report within a game. This one man uh, can just act like he's setting a single right here, and he can just slip. And sometimes even just this guy may be trailing. We get it even that much more wide open. But in this case, it at least calls him to try to switch and get confusion. And the five man again made a good pass. And we end up scoring out of it. Um, and so we, we try to do, man, everything. We try to, you know, have counters to it. And then we try to teach guys just how to play within how we're being guarded. Uh, this, is, this is another set that we have early in secondary that we did a lot of, you know, had a lot of success on. We call this 12 or 13. I mentioned earlier, you know, we try to keep our play call simple so guys can kind of immediately hear it and know what, 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 what they're doing. And all this, you know, 12 is, is, is usually, again, the point guard is usually the one that's bringing it up. And then whoever the we call 12 or let's say 13, two or the three is going to be the opposite guard kind of trailing like in a trail position in secondary. And he's going to get a dribble handoff. So as you come in down and we dribble handed off and right into a ball screen somewhere in that elbow area, like a baseline or outside screen and just trying to get some type of confusion, whether you're going to switch here and then how you're going to guard this ball screen again. This would be our three and our four in this case are going to be uh, uh, head on the rim, deep corner. And then we play from there. In this particular case, Missouri tried to switch. I'm sorry, didn't switch. Go under. He reads it. He gets a three uh, and we score. So now this is one of the things that we've done a lot, man, even going back to the middle. I'll show you two more things. This is a quick uh, question for uh, you, Ronnie, on, on, that, on that last play, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it always the five man that I guess is in that? Foul line extended wing area because uh, I, I know on the first two clips you had him act like he was setting the down screen, but he pops out to that right wing area. And on, on the last clip with uh, on the twelve or, or thirteen call, is that always the five man that's going to set that screen after the handoff? We can change it. You're a great question. You know, probably I would say ninety five percent of the time it is. Okay. Um, you know, like in our league, we get a lot of switching one through four. Okay. And so, you know, obviously in the switch, you know, you, you sometimes don't create advantages outside of being able to just maybe attack a small on a big. So to, to, to create some type of, you know, defense has to decide how they're going to guard a ball screen. We usually have our five man in that 
12 or 13 action, beat a guy who's setting it after that dribble handoff, I mean, after that guard-to-guard handoff. So 95% of the time, we get some scenarios like, for example, let's say Kentucky, and they play, you know, this past year they had uh, uh, Isaiah Richards and, and EJ Montgomery played the four. So whoever may, you know, if we want to get Montgomery in that ball screen, we may put that guy, and that could be the four man, put him in that position, and now he's got to defend in that ball screen situation. Again, just kind of based on personnel. But, 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 but more times than not, it's the five man. Mm-hmm. Um, good question. This is an action we call, we call it 14. Uh, it's a real simple action. Again, man, our wings are, you know, we talked about spacing a lot. They're, 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 they're taught and, and emphasized to get to these deep corners. And in this particular set, we're just trying to take advantage of, it goes back to, you know, having skilled guys, one through five, uh, that can all, you know, hopefully on our team have all can pass, dribble, and shoot. And so in this particular case, we got a four-man right here who can really good off the bounce. And we think we got to, you know, we can take advantage of a matchup with him. And uh, so we'll come down again. Now he's a guy in, 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 in a secondary break or in, in early offense. Our wings are, you know, again, deep corners, head on the rim. We tell the opposite post. So in this case, the five-man, because we call 14, uh, to be same side as his partner, you know. So if you, as you go on, you would see the five-man right here in this particular lineup. And all we're trying to do, we're trying to get our point, whoever's bringing it down to get deep, kind of this elbow area right here, the opposite post or forward, in this case our four-man, is again about lane line extended, about a foot behind the, the ball handler. He's going to make a pass one to four, or if we call, let's say, 15, and we want to switch it up. We, we make it one to five. He's going to make a deep, uh, just just below cut, or we call it below cut, right below the defender's butt, and he's just driving it off of it. And what we try to do, Marlon, Matt, is we try to put our best shooter in the corner so as this four-man or whoever his pose is drives, now that guy has to decide if he can get on, you know, get, get by that first defender. Now, is that guy going to help? Now we can drive and kick to a shooter, or if he stays attached, he can just try to get to the rim, and he gets that second level. Now he's reading the five, and you may be able to throw over the top four line. So just a simple action, early offense, again, first 10 seconds of the shot clock, and we get a lot off this. You see it right there. They didn't know if they, they decided to switch. He still was able to get to the rim and score it. You'll see it one more time. This is in Brooklyn, matter of fact, in you guys' territory in New York at the uh, uh, preseason NIT. Same action, right? The wings are right here. Should be a little deeper, a five-man, same side as his partner. We call it 14. So that deep cut, now he's got him right here. He kind of now he's only different than this. Again, he should have stayed deep corner, give him more room. Right. But he's just by his guy. You can drive and kick, play drive and kick game there. Or you can, you know, if this guy, you know, uh, comes up to help, we can throw over the top for a lob. He gets all the way to the rim. So simple 14 action where we run. Last thing I'll show you, and again, we get – you know, we kind of, you know, again, a lot of scouting and based on how teams guard us, this is a simple play that we'll run for teams that really get out and extend in passing lanes and try to take away first pass. South Carolina probably does it better and as hard uh, as anybody in our league, along probably with Missouri. But we'll come down again. So now kind of looks like uh, almost like I would in five, the mm-hmm. first play we showed you, um, and he's going to pop back. Right. And now the only difference is our five man is usually, you know, running the rim uh, down here, kind of either short corner or head on the rim. Uh, and what we'll do in this particular set, we call it dribble back, dribble back. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, motion back, motion back. We have some motion action where we just hand off and get in the ball screen game. But we call it motion back. And so all we'll do here is we'll we'll have either. Whoever we call it for, so we may call it motion back. And this kid's name is Brian. We would call it motion back, Brian. Motion back, Marlon. Motion back, Matt. You know, if you're that guy, you're uh, head. You know, you're deep in the corner, head on the rim. The opposite guard uh, would be free throw line extended. So we'll start off with a handoff here, and as that handoff comes up, we'll raise this five man about the uh, uh, free throw line area just to vacate. You know, help side defense. We'll get a and then uh, this this guy this free throw line extended. A lot of times our motion offense this guy cuts anyway, and then we'll get a maybe a short pass or another handoff, and then we sprint ball screen game. When the motion back game, now we just instead of him cutting deep, we cut him, and I, he should be cutting right across the free throw line. And then all we do is raise up, 
or back cut it and we'll play there, you know. And so, again, trying to take advantage of early offense, early shot clock, and then guys that uh, – teams that really pressure and try to get out of the pass line. This is the same play. We just end up getting a lob. The cut wasn't as hard by, by 14, but we get the same action. So, man, like you said earlier, you know, we're big on early secondary uh, offense, um, you know, trying to score early in those first 10 seconds, being great. We charted you know, how effective we are at first 10, how effective we are at middle 10, and how effective that last 10. But we want to try to get, get early offense before the defense really can get set and uh, get organized. A few now, things you we do, do is good for us. Now, will you do that against um, – so, obviously, before the defense gets set up, but will you try to run that, those same actions on a, on a made basket or is it pretty much on, on, on a miss? Yeah, make a miss, you know. So, we'll have some – and guys, you know, uh, it goes back to, 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 like, you know, guards. And a lot of it goes back to even with coachmen having an ear to, to the bench. So, we, we get to where we can execute really our best team and run it, obviously, on made baskets. You're pushing it, you know, in, in, a, in a secondary situation or a lot of times even on, like you said, misses, especially like, you know, five. I mean, just quickly at the five minutes that first got down and we're calling it and we communicate it. Now you can catch it and, and, and get to a ball screen game right off a of miss. Same thing with 14. A lot of times we run a 14, especially off of a, off of a, off of a miss uh, because then they're just driving it. Five men may be running the rim. And we you know we're calling those wings are running wide and that four man's trailing. And, you know, you kind of get to that spot and that, that point guard's driving it up hard and he pitches that thing, you know, lane line and lane line extended sets below and we just play and we'll get into, to, 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 you know, to, to just playing out of that, you know, whatever we may call, you know, within, uh, after that, that initial play, uh, breaks down. We, we do a lot of it off of, like you said, makes and misses, which I think is, is, is harder to guard, you know? Sure. sure. Know what, Nat, the 14 play, uh, can you run that? Will you primarily run it to the right side? Or I'm, I'm guessing, you know, do you have a guy that you can run it if he's left-handed? Would you switch sides or? Are yeah. You, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just, I was saying, yeah, as you were talking, yeah. So we'll run it, you know, again, depending on a uh, guy's strong hand, you know, and, and a lot of guys are right-handed. Like in our case, we – like the one kid, KJ Buffett, man, he, he drives that thing hard. He, you know, he gets you on his right hand and on his hip. He's hard to contain and stay in front of. But we'll go both ways, you know, and that's part of guys being able to drive it either way. Uh, and sometimes what happens too is, Marlon, like we call it, and especially, like I said, if it's off of, off, of, off of a missed basket and that point guard just happens to be outletting and getting on that side, you know, it's hard for him to cross the floor to get to his right hand. He'll just come down all the way, especially if he gets past the half-court line, and the four-man will have to adjust to get to the opposite lane line extended based on where the point guard may be. Going back to your, your question, Matt, about you know running it on makes or misses, and the five-man, again, just has to get to the same side as his partner. So we, we will, and uh, you know, some guys can drive it better, you know, depending on what their strong hand is. Now, will you, will you, do you have any, any – um, uh, so you mentioned that you you chart it you chart it throughout the game and, and talk about it with the guys. Is there a specific numbers that you're looking for? A ratio between okay, we know that we're successful if we score X amount of points or X amount of percentage of our points in the first ten versus it. Like, do you have like hard like numbers that you guys look at like to put up on the board for the guys, or or maybe you just keep it internally for you that you say hey. This is our sweet spot right here. If we have this many baskets or percentage of our baskets in the first 10, the middle 10, and the last 10, this is our success rate. Like, do you keep any numbers that you're shooting for every game? Yeah, it's an internal, it's an internal uh, kind of deal we, we do finding that, you know, and, and to be honest, that's evolved, you know, mm -hmm. even since, you know, we've been old Miss. I don't know if it's just, you know, we have more people that can chart it or, or stat it. <laughs> you know, um, but, but honestly, man, like it's something that we've, we've been more analytical here mm -hmm. than in the past. It's been something we've always kind of emphasized and talked about, thinking that we can be really good in, in, in these segments of the shot clock, but we didn't always probably chart it as much as you mentioned. And so now, in the last two two years, uh, especially last year, we've tried to find what is that percentage, you know, what how many possessions do we shoot in that, First 10, middle 10, 13. So I think to answer your question, it's going to be something that we probably will get from being internal to trying to find, you know, what should be 
the best percentages in, in related to something we talked about as a staff and, and this offseason where we had time to kind of go back and self self evaluate, self scout ourselves. But right. it's been an internal deal. I think it's gonna move toward it's more of a, you know, this this is what we should be doing or this would be most effective, most efficient if we're hitting these numbers. So great right. question. Great question. Now, I, I had this for you, and, you know, a lot of times, you know, coaches, sometimes they try to recreate the wheel, right? But now on, on that five play, when you have the five man pop out to the right wing, and it's usually that one to four screen in the uh, left elbow area, mm-hmm. you have, and, and you spoke about it, uh, you know, the, the young man, uh, K.J. Buffett, who, who was a little taller, where you could probably have him bring the ball up. Would there be a, a case where you move numbers around so now it becomes maybe a back snap? You guys like skilled players that can pass, shoot, and dribble. So now would it be something where you'd ever run on that one-to-four screen? Maybe you set a back screen for the one to get him going to the rim and something over the top. And if he doesn't have it, if your four-man can pop out and then you have the four-to-one pass for a post-up, you know, just so- something I was just looking at. Yeah, as you were describing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, could, yeah, that, those are great counters and, and things that we've done uh, based on personnel. Okay. Uh, and adjusted maybe in season or 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 in you know game to game. Not just a game to game, but just you know year to year. Uh, you know, where we've had guys that can take advantage of maybe like a, a switching team, like you mentioned. You know, like we've had some teams that switch. And, and had guys who could take advantage of a switch more so than, than other guys. Uh, like, for example, um, you know, like I give you an example, our teams at middle, we had a kid named Reggie Upshaw who was 6'6 and was more of a physical presence around the rim scoring and maybe even a KJ. Like, KJ can really play face in the basket. But right. teams switch those, any type of one to four ball screen or in that case, a back screen. And, you know, we would, we would try to find ways to get him on mismatches. Uh, so those are things that we've done, you know, like we've we've even done to where the four man has caught it. Like you mentioned, is the five man every time we've had it where the four man has caught it. And, 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 and we know, you know, that they're going to they're going to they're going to try to switch four to one every time. So the five man may be curling on the cutting and it will just hard go screen or smash screen, you know, and not even let that screen come to almost create that same type of, you know, 14 action. Now it's four to one the other way, you know. So we'll do some of those things, you know, within the season and based on, you know, how teams guard, you know, a lot of our ball screen stuff or or are they switching a lot, things like that. Okay. Okay. Now I'll throw this to you as well. The, the things that you guys run now, you know, they seem to be very effective. Uh, and, and we're all in this, you know, Matt right now is, is a head coach, but now, when you get that opportunity, because it's definitely going to happen, are these some of the actions that, that you would run just having the familiarity with it and, and getting your guys accustomed to these things and just going, having the number system, you know, I'm asking kind of two questions in one, but, you know, I guess answer the first part first. Yeah. You know, um, man, I, I've been shaped a lot by coaches philosophy offensively. Um, you know, uh, one thing I do, you know, if I ever get the opportunity to be here, because I do want to play, you know, fast, uh, you know, and, and, you know, and, and, and when you say that, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, but, but, but you got to still be, you know, be able to know good shot, bad shot, execute and those things. So it doesn't mean you're playing fast and, 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 and kind of hurried up, you know, but I like being a team that gets out in transition. So I think a lot of the things that we do correlate with playing fast, playing, you know, trying to find early scoring opportunities, like I mentioned. And so I, I like a lot of the things that we do uh, because, you know, there's, there's, there's quick movement to create advantages. And now, you know, my philosophy and, and, and coach shares it too, is, you know, offensively, you're just trying to create long closeouts, mm-hmm. you know? And so if you can create long closeouts and now you can play and then your guys know how to play and, and you know, you can, Sometimes the game can be overtaught, you know, but just getting guys that are, that are not only skilled, you got to teach them how to play, but you can get a situation where you create long closeouts. And so a lot of our actions, if you see them, they're based on trying to do that, whether it was uh, a five and now all of a sudden you come off a ball screen and if you're going to let us hit the long roll every time, then we'll take that. But how, how depending on how you guard that, that roll guy, now it should create to where when we threw it back to one time, the guy closed out, he drove it and, and had a step back three. 
and so I like a lot of those things where you can move guys around, quick hidden actions, teaching guys, keeping it pretty much simple, keeping the floor space, and now let those guys be basketball players. And I think guys enjoy you know that style of play. And then the thing I love, and it goes to your question as well, is the beauty of it is you can move guys around. So in a lot of those cases, you know, whether we call it 12 or 13 or 14, you know, you can mix that up obviously easy. But you can have more different guys being the guy that's bringing it up in, in, in on the break, multiple guys, you know, being the guy who's setting the ball screen. And so I think guys like that because then they get to be all over on the floor. And so a lot of what we do I like because it gives guys opportunity to all be involved. Again, go back to can you pass, dribble, and shoot, you know. So to ask your question, yeah, I, I want to be able to use a lot of those same principles. I want to be able to play fast. You know, I think you know, keeping the game simple and letting guys just be basketball players and learning how to play the game, put them in a situation that they can just read it, uh, I, I think is a fun way to play. And then, you know, the number system I do think is really, really good because if you can keep things simple, it, it takes out that thinking part, you know, and now yeah. you can just react and let your, your 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 skills and your talent and your athleticism or your, your game kind of take over. And so – uh, that, that's that's kind of my, my thought and philosophy on that. Sure, sure. Now, million dollar question. I know you're good on the grill, and like Matt, I guess steak is the go-to. What's your go-to play out of what you showed us? Matt? If you need a bucket, what play are you going with out of what we just uh, talked about and what we just saw on the uh, secondary actions? Yeah, man. You know, I like five, man. You know, just because again. We can do a lot of different things with it. And I showed you just a couple options. It has, it has different elements of the options that you can get into. Like what you said, you saw that play and immediately thought of, man, can I back screen for the four? Right. Switch, throw it inside. So it's a simple play. And, you know, and it gets guys like those five men that having to guard on the perimeter. So, you know, even as you said that, and we've done it, you know, we've done it to where, you know, even where – you know, you can you can come off that same action. You curl under the cut, five man hit the one man, come off and go right into a down screen away and play two man game on that side. So within that set, there's so many you know variances or, or, or options or different things you can get into, and it's a simple, simple, simple play. You know, with a lot of different complex things you can do and take advantage of match, mismatches. And, and uh, you got guys that really you know guards that are really good in ball screen game. Man, you know, and, and and I love, you know, those ball screens that's in the middle of that full connect gives you the option to, to to do a lot of different things. Like I think on one of them, uh, uh, Auburn was trying to to to, to ice and they ice on the side, they ice in the middle, and we end up still coming off of it. But then one thing we tell our guys a lot, man, refuse it. So you can refuse it and get right, you know, right. Uh, to the basket that way, you know, if they're overplaying it. So, uh, you know, and then like just off what you said before, we'll do this sometimes too, Martin, where if we know, you know, we got a five man and we want to post in it, it can be a simple post feed action just to the point where you come off the ball screen, you throw it back, and we're looking right inside for a post feed and you're playing from there. So, you know, we, we can kind of dictate a lot of times who we're trying to get a shot off of if we're not letting them just play and let the game tell them what to do if we want to. And that's why I love that, you know, simple, but it gives you a lot of options. Got it, got it, got it. Now, this was – some great stuff, uh, you know, that, that I saw tonight out of secondary. And, and I promise I, I didn't have my pen and pad out <laughs> to use for, for when we play. Uh, my, my fingers are crossed for that game. Um, you know, just because I, I want to see the smoker. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. It's sitting in my backyard right now, man. So it's waiting for you. Yeah. To, 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 for you to get to Oxford, Mississippi, man, and get some of this good Southern cooking, and uh, you can take it back with you. You know, the good thing about smoking, it makes it last for a while. So if you, if you want to own that uh, flight back home, man, you can take more than the steak and, uh, and you know, feed your family as well, man. But we hoping, like you said, we can play that game. I know it's one guy on our team in particular has got that game circle. Oh, uh, man. Ball, man. So, so that will be a, a, a really cool game for a lot of reasons, man. We got a cook-off. We got uh, you getting the chance to come to the South. We got Demencio playing against us. There's a lot of storylines in that thing that we've added just in the night, man. But it, it will be – it's going to be a fun one. I'm hoping that we can, we can definitely play it. You guys have got a great program, obviously. 
and uh, and I tell coach, you know, uh, if you guys just 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 shut us out and, and don't let us score in the first ten seconds, <laughs> it's because of my fault. You know, he he, he rope doped me and uh, and got all our sets. But uh, but no, man, I tell guys all the time, you know how it is. Uh, it ain't what you what you you know what you what you run. You got to have some guys that go execute and make plays. So uh, you know, that give you a little insight what, what what we do and what we you know what we you know what we emphasize offensively, some things we've done. Um, and, and what I hope, man, we can get back on. I can show some clips where we play Ryder and we scored on each of those sets, and you knew exactly <laughs> what we were doing. <laughs> no, I, I I love it, man. I, I love it. Uh, you know, this this was fun. Um, and you know, like, like I said, you know, I was getting those messages. I'm sure Matt, you were getting the same thing. We want to switch this up a little bit. We, we had to travel down 95 South mm-hmm. uh, and get get us out some love. Uh, but Matt, you you got anything uh, before we close out? Um, yeah. Well, I just uh, I know Coach is a is a big boxing guy, so um, you know, love to uh, you know get his take on. Um, you know, we could talk about obviously boxing is a big subject, but uh, love to hear your take on the uh, the upcoming potentially at least they're talking about it the uh, the Roy Jones versus uh, Mike Tyson ex- <laughs> exhibition. And, uh, <laughs> oh, how, how you think that's gonna uh, how you think that's gonna go? First of all, are you gonna are you gonna order it? That's if it goes down, are you gonna order? It? You paying for that? Because I'm a boxing true fan, I ordered for the entertainment. Yeah, you have so, to almost so, have to, so, right? So, so, so to get, so to give you, you know, to give you, give you kind of the, the answer that question based on what I did. I ordered Mayweather, and 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 uh, my guy is the uh, MMA guy, um, uh, McGregor. McGregor. So, I, I, if, if if they get if they putting gloves on, I'm probably ordering it, right? Because I knew that what the what the what the, what the finale. And the result of that that fight or exhibition <laughs> was going to be. be right. So so I, I had to watch it just to see the theatrics of it, and hopefully Mike wouldn't bite off another ear, and, <laughs> and hopefully Roy man wouldn't get hit one time with a chin and be done. Yeah, uh, but I watch it. But I tell you this, man, I'm really and I thought 2020 was going to be a big year boxing wise, and the pandemic hit obviously affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Uh, more so than boxing, but man, it it was setting up for some great fights. But the one I'm really looking forward to, whenever that time comes, well, I want to see Wilder and uh, Fury fight again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's crazy, man. I don't want to get too long, but I, I I had this exact thought when Wilder was walking to the ring. I said, man, what in the world is he doing with all that 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 costume? costume. And sure enough, now I don't know if that's a reason why. I gained a lot of respect for for Fury in that second fight because he told him what he's gonna do and he did it. But I'm looking forward to Earl Spence and Bud Crawford. I think that's the best fight that, that boxing has to offer right now currently. And for any boxing fans out there, two guys that are in the prime and really good. So uh, I'm hoping, man, I can get some more boxing. I've been missing it, you know, all this year. So I'm hoping soon we, we can get some 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 good fights and some good action. So nothing better for me to get on my grill, get me a good New York strip, watch some boxing, and listen to some Jai Keys, man. You heard that New York Strip, right? You heard that though, right? New York Strip. <laughs> okay, just checking. That's on purpose. <laughs> no, that's not. Now, listen, I, I'll probably get it too. You know, I'm a, I'm a Mike. I'm a Mike fan from way back. Um, you know, it's supposed to be an exhibition, but you know, I don't know. He doesn't look like he's he's training for an exhibition. He he hitting that bag look. You know. Like he's trying to uh, go in the time machine, set it back thirty years. He, you know, he's hitting, he's hitting that bag and that, uh, you know, those gloves hard. So it'll be interesting to see if he can um, keep it, uh, <laughs> keep it friendly <laughs> for the exhibition. I, I don't know, but I, I'll, I'll probably, I'll be watching that one because uh, I'm a Mike fan from way back. So that'll be a, an interesting sight to see him back in the ring for sure. Hey, well, well Mike grew up. Uh... About five, seven minutes away from that, that's uh, Brooklyn guy. We do had a fight. Y'all already know who I'm going with. Mm-hmm. That's what, what that was. What Peaksville, New York, huh? Uh no, yeah, in had, Brooklyn before he moved. Uh, yeah, before he went, before he went upstate. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Where I grew up at in uh, East New York, it's about five or seven minutes uh, drive from, from Brownsville. Um, okay, so you know, I, I'm, I'll give you guys my boxing two cents. I'm Mike Tyson. And I'm even go Riddick Bow, man. I, I stick with Brooklyn. Yeah, that's from but, Brownsville too, right? Except when it comes to B.I.G., everything else I'm good. 
Oh, here we go. Nah, here we go. Here we go. But we ain't gonna talk about that. Yeah, we don't need the comments flying on that one again. Yeah, yeah, we we, ain't gonna do that, man. But Ronnie, we appreciate it, man. Uh, This was great. Um, Hopefully, you know, we'll have a lot of listeners and followers and viewers check this out, as always. Um, And we have a good time. So hopefully, you had that while you were on here. Uh, You know, we like to do things a little different. And hopefully you had a good experience. So, man, if you want to close us out, go for it, brother. I appreciate uh, Coach Hamilton coming on. Obviously, wish you guys uh, the best of success this year um, with you know with your team, and your program. But um, looking forward definitely to watching uh, you guys during the season. If I can catch that Ryder uh, Ole Miss game, I'm definitely that's must see TV. Definitely want to check that out. And um, yeah, no, absolutely looking forward to it. But we really appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge and uh, sharing some X's and O's with us and the listeners and the viewers. And um, we appreciate it. And uh, best of luck. I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for having me. I've been on quite a few Zooms, uh, you know, like we all have during this, you know, pandemic. And this has been one of the most funnest for me. So I really enjoyed it, man. Got to talk about two of my favorite things outside of basketball. And we wrapped it up with some X and O's. So it's been it's been cool. I really, really enjoyed it, man. And, and anytime you guys want to have me on again, uh, feel free. I'm always uh, uh, available, and uh, I'll be listening to all the ep- ep- all the other episodes because you guys do a phenomenal job. Keep doing what you're doing. Much love. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. You can close us out, man. All right. Yeah. No. Thanks, everybody, for uh, checking out another episode of Bleachers and Boards. Please uh, subscribe, follow on our on the Hoop Heads. Um, network as well as our youtube page bleaches and boards and uh we'll see you on the next episode well that's another episode of bleachers and boards brought to you by the hoop heads podcast don't forget to check us out on twitter instagram and youtube at bleachers and boards until next time see you soon